the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I saw a comedian that... I don't know. I guess I went to the kitchen at some point in time and I come back and Netflix is telling me, hey, you may like this show. It's Bert Kreischer. And what's disturbing about him is his shtick is he takes off his shirt the moment he gets on stage. He's wearing a nice shirt and it comes off. Pretty funny, pretty funny stuff, though. And again, that's why I like Netflix and it's that's why it's dominating right now. And it's doing it on a global worldwide level. Um, I don't know why Netflix thought I would like an aging, overweight, pasty Caucasian who takes off his shirt and does his set topless. And then trust me, you can't stop looking at his belly. I don't know if that's genius. <laughs> I don't know if it's, I, I don't know what it is, but, um, <clears throat> pretty funny stuff in my opinion. So Warren Buffett is turned, he's getting older. August 30th is birthday and August 30th, 2018, he turned 88 and he's the Babe Ruth of investing. He is the Michael Jordan of investing. He is the Tiger Woods at his peak of investing to this day. There's a lot of things that we can learn from him. He is not a simple person, but he has very simple tastes. He approaches life in an aw shucks kind of way. He doesn't live in New York City. He doesn't live in Los Angeles. He lives in the middle of the country. He has an internal scorecard on all things investing. Um, he's starting to slow down. Seeing him on his 88th birthday, <clears throat> he's getting a little bit more of that old man voice. Or it's getting a little Jimmy Stewart. <clears throat> What's funny about that is I don't know if that's actually a Jimmy Stewart impression. You're darn tootin'. <clears throat> Who is the woman in, uh, on Golden Pond? Sounds a little bit like her. Just throw that out there. Catherine Hepburn sounds like Jimmy Stewart. Anyway, <clears throat> I love Warren Buffett because he has perspective. I operate best in life when I have perspective. When life gets chaotic, I get stressed. And when I get stressed, I get anxious. When I get anxious, it gets, it's a problem for me. This man has lived through two world wars and other traumatic military uh, conflicts like Vietnam and Korea. He's lived through the Depression. He's done a dozen or so recessions, financial panics, oil shocks, flu epidemics, uh, resignation of a disgraced President Nixon, Nagasaki, Hiroshima. In his life, the Dow has ro- risen from 66 26,000 from 66 to 26,000 um he's the guy who may have failed tests but you know he's a pretty smart guy I, I think he's a little more eloquent as he's aged he's made mistakes 
He didn't get part, much of the 1990s go-go up, 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 up. Yet he sits as one of the richest men in the world as an investor. I was thinking to myself yesterday, Tim Cook is one of the richest men in the world, as he, not as a founder of a company, as an executive. I get billionaire founders, but executives who are worth a billion? A little bit, a little, little bit tougher to find. So I think he's human. I love Warren Buffett because he's very human. He fears nuclear war. He doesn't want to die. His hero was his daddy. He's got the classic line, rule one, never lose money. Rule two, never forget rule one. <clears throat> the guy eats like a sailor. I know you're saying, how exactly do sailors eat? <clears throat> I don't know. He's put his ego aside in life. I mean, he has outsourced his charitable decision-making <clears throat> to Bill and Melinda Gates. Which, could you imagine being worth billions and you go... Hey, Bill, Melinda, you make the decision on how it's going to be dispersed. That's pretty cool. I don't have that ability. I don't have that generosity. I don't have that big of a heart. Modern man has no heart. I truly, truly, truly believe that. And here he is, a modern man who has a heart. Putting his ego aside, I couldn't imagine letting someone take over my fortune and distribute it. I mean, tomorrow Bill Gates could say, you know, I've decided I'm... I'm going to put all my foundation money into, I don't know, let's say Crohn's disease. I don't even know what Crohn's disease is. Please, please, people, don't write me emails telling me what Crohn's disease is. You've got me. Um, I like some of his quotes, and I have a list of Warren Buffett's quotes. If anyone wants a copy of a list of Warren Buffett quotes, I think he's the greatest investor of all time. I think he could forward them to your son or daughters and just say, hey, take a look at this at lunch today. Um, and I think you'll be impressed. So I've got a really lovely little PDF that I can send out to you. Just drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow. Or rob at robblack.com. Um, so he had a, a, an idea. He said, you only have to do a very few things right in your life so long as you don't do too many things wrong. Love it. Get in the market. Don't try to be smarter than the market is kind of how I read that. Um, and I agree. I think a lot of people rush to mistakes. Uh, one of the best investments I made, I forgot about. I got busy in life. I got busy with, you know, uh, women. <laughs> I got busy with building a company. And I forgot I had an investment. And the next thing I know, it's it's worth, you know, it probably went from like 4000 to 20000 Which, to me, was a lot of money at that point. But you get the idea. It's not so much now. But it's a good, valuable lesson. Price is what you pay. Value is what you get. Try to learn how to value company. Um, I like that he uses like adult language when he's trying to not use drab jargon. Um, I think he's he, he makes the market very human. And I fought in my head, you know, old man Buffett, I'm going to beat him when I got into investing 20 plus years ago. Uh, you know, your goal is to be, take out the best. And I, I got the internet way better than he did. And I was way better investor as far as total returns in the 90s. But you get a lot of perspective from someone who's 88 years old and has been in it for as long as he has. He's got a Robin. You know, like Batman has Robin. His guy is named Charlie Munger, who's got one little eye and one big eye. And it drives me insane to see 
to see his interviews. I'm like, he's got one really small eye and then one really big eye. And that's just me being a jerk because Charlie Munger is one of the greatest investors of all time. And he works with one of the greatest investor of all time. He once said, risk comes from not knowing what you're doing. What you're doing is listen to Rob Black and your money. You're getting a little bit smarter about investing, a little bit smarter about staying in the markets, a little bit smarter about uh, mistakes not to make. Cut down on the mistakes okay. and you win the game. Works in football, works in investing as well. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, chatting with Coach Sendak, your Santa Clara Broncos basketball report. It's now time for a check-in with our partners at Santa Clara Basketball. For this week's chat with Coach Sendak, here's the voice of the Broncos, Anthony Passarelli, with Coach. I'm here with Santa Clara men's basketball coach Herb Sendick for our weekly chatting with Coach Sendick segment brought to you by Heffernan Insurance Brokers, Heffernan Insurance, because you're different. Heffernan, proud partner of Santa Clara Athletics. Well, it signals the end of conference play. The Broncos win on the road in Spokane this past weekend against Washington State, finishing an 8-6 and six non-conference schedule. And, uh, Coach, uh, it started a little bit rougher than that. A couple of losses, so actually four straight to start. But this team has really kind of taken on a different identity. How would you describe the change? It's been uh, a, a steady, a steady beat of improvement for our team. You know, we uh, have had to endure a number of injuries, and our team has changed dramatically from what we thought it would be back in September. Guys have been displaced from some of the positions they expected to play. Some roles have changed dramatically, but the constant has been our improvement. I have to talk about this only from the standpoint of it's a name that many Bronco fans expected to hear by now. K.J. Fagan, uh, Bronco returning senior, all-conference player, a, a first-teamer a couple of years. Not only did he miss uh, all but two games in the non-conference schedule with a, a hand injury, now we learn that he's had foot surgery and will miss the rest of the season. That's right. So he joins um, some of our other guys um, with season-ending injuries. And, uh, you know, fortunately for us, you know, Trey Wirtz has really continued to improve and is playing outstanding basketball. Uh, Taj Eady the same way. So those guys have anchored our backcourt. Uh, Keyshawn Justice, another freshman, has really stepped up, as have any number of other guys. So we, we, we don't have the luxury of depth right now, but the guys, I think, are, are in sync and uh, playing with a, a measure of connectivity that hopefully will allow us to continue to, to grow and, and get better. You mentioned a, a few uh, true freshmen in there, and uh, Trey Wirtz and Keyshawn Justice. Willie Caruso had a nice game against Washington State. What do you look for in not only first-year players, but true freshmen that gives you a sense for, yeah, they can handle it at this level? Well, we have four true freshmen in our eight-man rotation right now, and all of them uh, are showing signs of improvement and are full of promise. You know, we're excited about their futures as Broncos. It, it's a transition from, from high school basketball to Division One. It takes different players varying amounts of time to make that transition, but it's a transition for everybody. 
And now, final question. The Broncos start conference play tomorrow against the University of San Diego. There are a few teams uh, other than Gonzaga who are playing very well right now. Uh, USD is one of those teams. I don't know how you can preview the way uh, the conference looks and maybe some of the improvements that you've seen from other teams uh, going into this uh, conference schedule. Our league is probably as good as it has been top to bottom in a number of years. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be extremely challenging and competitive. All right, Coach, thanks a lot. It's always good to talk to you. All right, thanks, Ant. Bronco head coach Herb Sendick. Listen to our chat with Herb Sendick every Wednesday at 820. Brought to you by Heffernan Insurance, specializing in business and personal insurance, financial services, and employee benefits. Find them at hefins.com. Broncos take on San Diego tomorrow at the Levy Center, 7 o'clock. I'm Rob Black, talking money invested in more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Risk versus reward is probably one of the things some people think they understand, but there's a different type of risk. And if you don't start with that basic premise, there's like, you're missing a lot. Currency risk, headline risk, earnings risk, inflation risk, all of them can affect your investment or your assets, right? It's all well and good if your real estate goes up, but if food goes up and everything else goes up, Is that asset, that real estate going to be, is that liability of a monthly mortgage payment going to become an asset? Are you going to sell it? Did you sell it? Did you not sell it? Are you waiting to sell it? Do you lock in the game? So here's one chance of explaining risk versus reward. Risk is the uncertainty. It's the chance of loss. Reward is in a gain on investment. You kind of have to calculate it. How much risk do you want to take, downside protection, versus how much reward do you want to go for, upside gain? So the more risk you want to take, the more aggressive you want to be with stocks versus bonds. The more conservative, the more you would want to be bonds versus stocks. So you kind of get to fill out a a survey, which I'm not a big survey guy. I'm not saying I'm I'm doubting them, but I, I find some flaws in if the market were to go down 10%, would that cause you to really want your money back or to demand your money back? Or are you cool with it? Those surveys just don't quite hit it all for me. They're there for a good reason. So that when there's a lawsuit because you yell at someone because the market went down, they go, but you told me you could take you know, a down market. And now you're saying you can't. And then, again, they said, no, 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 no. I fill out the forms that said, I can't take a down market. And you had me in the, in the market. Then, then uh, we just hung ourselves, right? So risk, obviously, venture capital, and usually speaking, stock options, hit the height of the pyramid of risk. It's at the tippy top. Then, once you get under that venture capital area, and the venture capital could be one of your friends saying, you know, look, I know a guy who is looking for $100,000 so he could start up his own Popeye's fried chicken. It could be venture capital, like you give your money to a, a, a VC who goes out and hangs out at Sand Hill and tries to have boy meet girl in the world of investments. Venture capital. So below that level of risk, though, is, is probably real estate stocks, mutual funds, index funds, bonds. Keep in mind, real estate has a added component of risk when you don't buy it on the stock market. You can buy real estate on the stock market, 
And if you want 100 shares of office properties, you can get 100 shares of office properties. And you're done. And that's where the stock market kind of beats the mortgage market or the real estate market that's tied towards investments. You don't have that 30-year mortgage, that 15-year mortgage, or that 7-year balloon. And some people would say, exactly, you're using other people's money. Leverage on the way up is wonderful. Leverage on the way down is crushing. And then below, so far we've kind of hit two levels of, of risk and reward. Venture capital, very, very high on the pyramid of risk. Beneath that, you hit real estate, stocks, mutual funds, index funds, mutual bo- mini bonds, corporate bonds. And beneath that level, you hit treasury bonds. The U.S. Treasury, where you're like, like, like those E-series bonds that grandma had or something like that, war bonds, and you're like, yeah, exactly. Not that many people are buying treasury bonds until they're in their 50s or 60s. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Money, 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 investing and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. You can learn more about investing with some really good downloads at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Everything there is free. Um, and you should try to educate yourself a little bit. Uh, please note that when you try to educate yourself on some financial websites, that the person writing the article could be 23 years old. He could be out of a liberal arts college in the South and have absolutely no understanding of business. But yet he's got a degree in literature, so he's going to try to you know, make it work with by blogging for a site that will take his writing and put it on their site. Be very cautious. Not only have I been doing this a long time on radio, which you don't do, and you don't have that tenure unless you're good, um, but I've been doing it on TV. And the TV is the impressive part because, let me tell you, you get called out for almost anything. In 2006, right before the housing market crashed, I was pretty negative on housing. I was like, it's out of control. It was too much. People were doing stupid stuff. They were saying things like, um, you know, if I buy three houses, do you think I could flip them in a year for a million dollars and buy 10 more houses? It, it could happen. Rainbows could come shooting out of my butt. Not going to happen, but it could. So when it comes to saving for the future, I want to get you back on track. And I want to say, oh, by the way, what I was trying to say about in 2006, people, people posted some stuff on Craigslist because Craigslist has this like public comment area for television and radio, they were saying some savage, savage stuff about wanting me dead. Um, And Yahoo used to have message boards tied to every stock. And people would call my show. And uh, I used to get like 30 calls in an hour. And things have just changed. People don't want to call a radio show anymore. People don't want to know about what's the hot stock. Is it Nike or is it Bitcoin? It ain't Bitcoin. Um... So I've had to change my show instead of just being, okay, you call you call the doctor, and the doctor will say, what's your problem? What's ailing you, sir? Uh, I, I tell you what's ailing you. And uh, it's really easy sometimes to like help people, but sometimes it's really tough for them to accept that help. By the time you're 30, you should at least have your salary saved for retirement. Now, let's all stop there for a second and think, did I have that 
Hmm, not really. But by 35, you need to have two times your salary. By 40, you need to have three times your salary. Now, some jerk up in Modesto or in some cheaper part of California versus what, where San Francisco, for instance, some jerks will go, I live great. I spend a lot less money than you do. So, yeah, so sometimes these numbers aren't right. So by age 45, you should have four times your salary. By age 50, six times. By age 55, seven times. By age 68 times. By age 67, 10 times. Now, I'm going to double all those numbers because I want to err on the side of caution. So at age 30, I want two times my salary. By age 40, six times. By age 50, 12 times. By age 60, 16 times. And then I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm probably pretty damn close. Because you start doing the math of right now you you go to work, you get that salary, and you spend it to live. Something's going to happen when you turn 60, 65, 70. You're going to stop working. The company's not going to pay you anymore. You know, it's, it's, that's, that's why it's that kind of simple to understand this. Keep in mind that this is just a generic formula. I've got a gym membership that's $450 a month. It's ridiculous. It's $450. Five dollars or something like that. Um, it's kind of a country club, and I don't play golf and I don't play tennis. So what the heck am I doing? But then I go to twenty-four hour fitness and twenty-four hour fitness. I've seen stuff in the men's shower there that you can't unsee. You can't unsee. And then you look down at the drain and you're like, I, "What is that?" Yeah. You know, it, it looks like the you know the plastic that's the size of Rhode Island floating around the the ocean. It looks like something like that floating around the, the drains. So depending on your lifestyle, like I'm not going to have a $400 uh, swimming pool and gym membership when I, when I turn 60, 65, 70. Hopefully the boys will be off frolicking, laughing, getting married, trying to figure out things on their own. So if I depressed you by telling you you need 10 to 20 times your salary before you retire, good. Wake up, America. If you're one of the Americans that doesn't have a 401k, don't stress. That's when you start using a Roth or a SEP IRA. Uh, take good care of your health if you haven't saved money for retirement. There's little things along that, those lines. Consider, like, maybe your renaissance will come later in life. Maybe you'll, travel to, maybe you'll live in a foreign country where it is cheaper to live. Consider it. And by foreign country, I'm talking about Oklahoma. <laughs> Let the emails come in for the Oklahoman out there. Right, right. But the Oklahoma and I, you and I both know, it doesn't have a computer or Whoa. a cell phone. They may have a clamshell. They may have an old flip phone or something. Right. I know you're saying, "Don't pick on Oklahoma." My dad is from Oklahoma. I'm gonna come there and slap you. We don't talk like that, boy, where we're from, because we don't have teeth. But what's interesting about Oklahoma is they also don't have dentures. They just go toothless. So anyway. Um, Pot stocks. They had a good week. They had a, really, they had a really, really good week. And it's funny because someone's going to rush into action sooner than later and have the pot investment show on KDOW. It'll be interesting to see if that actually happens because uh, KDOW is owned by a Christian broadcaster. Will they say no? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't play in that arena. Very funny. Canada's legalization of recreational marijuana use next month is not going to produce the high that investors think. 
analysts are coming out there and warning you, just like analysts came out last year and said, we're warning you, be wary of Bitcoin. It potentially could go to zero. Now, it potentially could go to 19,000. Kramer uh, was on CNBC the other day. He's a fascinating, bald man. He's nuts! They're nuts! They know nothing! Can I, can I stop and, and clap real quick for Mike Matthews? I said Kramer, and within one-tenth of a second, he's playing Kramer. That's... I'm on the peninsula right now, and he's on the South Bay. How that? We're not making eye contact. Th- these aren't notes he's getting. You're fab. Impressive. You're switched on. You're a bit of all right. Yes. Honestly, I've worked probably with, let's just say, 20 producers. And it was so bad at one point in time, I just I gave them numbers, like number seven, number eight, number nine. Because it's not a glorious, fun job to get you brought up early and do a radio show. Um, but he does a good job. Uh, I say give him a raise. Let's pay a minimum wage plus 10 cents. Anyway, um, a lot of analysts are out there warning you, be careful right now. Um, there's a lot of promise about it. There's a lot of talk of will cannabis, will cannabis industry be the next um, alcohol industry? And um, it's kind of a wild, wild west. So there's a company called Tilray, Canadian pot company. I talked about the global pharmaceuticals and how you have to think about partnering with cannabis producers as a hedge against the burgeoning marijuana industry. There's going to be a lot of people who self-medicate. There's a company, there's an app out there that you can get now in California since they made it legal. They'll deliver marijuana to you in 30 minutes or less. It's like a Domino's pizza. You can get marijuana delivered to your house as fast as you can get a pizza delivered to your house. Wow, times have changed, right? Um, and people are like, well, I still grow mine. And that's that's going to be one of the interesting things about the marijuana industry is we're legally allowed to grow it now, too. It's X amount of plants or something like that. I don't know the laws. I'm just telling you. Um, it's going to be a roller coaster. And don't change the way you're investing. I know a lot of people who lost all their money on a company called MoviePass. I loved MoviePass the service. I hated MoviePass the stock. MoviePass the service was awesome. You can go to unlimited movies for $9.99 a month. Heck, it's like it's almost like a babysitter, right? Hey, kids, you're going to go see another movie today. And then they started changing the rule. Only one per day. Only one blockbuster per month and things like that. And that stock just got obliterated because you can't – that wasn't a business model. You know what's funny? Someone's going to figure out that business model. You're already starting to see AMC modify it and say, okay, well, how about we give you one free movie a month and 20% off concessions? Yeah, for 12 bucks a month? No. We want that unlimited thing. So we'll see where it goes. Um, but be careful in the cannabis thing. I'm not saying don't do it. You're a big boy. You're a big girl. Um, just know that, you know, you're gonna have to clean up uh, whatever mess could potentially happen. So don't go all in every time I've ever gone all in. Well, not every time, anytime, you know, when you're playing blackjack, you're like, I'm exhausted. I've been at this table for three hours. I'm going to bed, honey, come to bed. Going all in is a dangerous move. People, you see it in not very well, more often than not. Hey, I'm Rob Black. You're not, you can find me online at Rob Black show, Twitter, Rob Black show, YouTube, Rob Black show. Um, drop me a line, rob at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. What? 
is the reason you buy stocks and bonds and real estate is because you want to sell them at some point in your life or at some point in past your life for more money than you paid for them, right? But keep in mind, America is stupid. Sometimes we buy stuff we shouldn't buy. Tony Mendez was just talking about, from BayAreaLoanSource.com, about the cycle of real estate. Do you want to repeat that? Because we were off The there. cycle of real estate? Yeah, you said something about people... Mortgage rates move higher and rates oh, move Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, one of the trends we were talking about is interest rates. Yeah. Um, back in 2005, 6, and 7, we were hitting our peaks, and interest rates were almost 2% higher than they are today. Um, they were certainly 2% higher, you know, several months ago when the rates were in the threes, but um, it's one of the reasons why we see higher home prices, but... You know, and you get that rate, you either refi or you bought a property and you have really low interest rate. And then you watch interest rates go up. And you're like, yeah, I got a great low interest rate. But then, and you've watched your home price go up because more people can buy and more people are, are getting those lower interest rates and they can afford more. And then interest rates go higher and you feel pretty happy about that. But that also means that less people can buy your house when you can sell it. So it really just plays into the whole cycle of what real estate does every five, 10 years, it goes up and it goes down, it goes up and it goes down. That's the big trend. No matter if if you're talking about buying property in Eric Estrada's estate in Oklahoma, or you're buying in Texas, or you're buying in the gravy down in the South, eventually it goes up, eventually it goes down. And we're going to go through another recession eventually. And people are going to find another opportunity to buy and sell and make money on it. What's interesting about what you just said is I heard very little of it, but it was interesting. I was fascinated. I was fascinated both chips and syndication chips and Eric Estrada. Did you know he left the show in for like seven episodes in 1982 and the show ran from like 77 to 82. That's a long time. A lot of flaws in punch punch John Poncherelli. So Eric Estrada left the show because he wanted more syndication profits. Do you know who he was replaced by? I can't remember. Former Olympian. Might have won a decathlon. Is it called a decathlon when you win all 10? Very masculine 1976 Montreal American flag running around the track in a victory lap. Spitz? No. Um... Male athlete. Later in life, he has something taken off his body so he can be a woman. Bruce Jenner! There we go. Replaced Eric Estrada for like eight or nine episodes. And you know what's funny is California Highway Patrol, I didn't realize this when I was watching it, but now I see a big flaw in the show. They never drive two at a time together. They're always by themselves. So they didn't didn't have partners, and they tried to oddly explain it away, but to a child, you don't oddly explain away. Ponch was a trouble guy on probation, so he had to go with his buddy. No. I have to admit, I watched the show. (laughs) I know. I think America did. Because you know why? We had no choices. You had ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. CBS was for old people. NBC was kind of a young, hip thing going on. ABC had hits and misses, but they were kind of quirky. And Fox didn't really come into its own until the mid-80s. So you had to watch this this garbage. But anyway, I digress. Yes, you did. (laughs) Yes, I did. So if you want a loan, call Tony. (laughs) TheHearingLoanSource.com. How tough is it to get like um, non-conventional loans? Like, for instance, single-family home, I would consider pretty conventional, old-fashioned loan. Loan has the, the type of loan you're getting has very little to do with the property that you have, unless it's commercial. How about um, trailers? 
Well, I mean, you can get certain types of loans from certain types. Of, they're conventional. You're talking about not what they call non-QM is what you're trying to yeah. bring out, which uh, translates into portfolio or um, what was the old uh, say uh, sub, uh, subprime loans, uh, basically anything that's not government or conventional. It is a lot easier. The farther you get away from the tight guidelines from Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, um, the easier it is to get a loan, but your rate's going to be higher. So if you're talking about a single-family house and you have bad credit, maybe a foreclosure or a bankruptcy, something that just doesn't fit the other guidelines, you're going to go what they call non-QM, non-qualified mortgage, which is what came out of Dodd-Frank. And there's they're everywhere, Rob. Everyone is offering them. That is... We talk about products and how it drives the market. Um, they're not changing Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, VA, USDA. What they are changing is that non-QM product. Anything that, and it could be jumbo, it could be conforming, it doesn't matter. Um, but any, anybody can get a freaking loan nowadays. It's just how much you qualify for. You still have to qualify. You still have to have income. You get no, no credit score. You can get. You can do no income, no asset verification. Purchase loans for investment properties. See, now you see some of these kooky places being brought up of like one person. It's like a Yahoo story where like a 27-year-old Minnesota man buys a 300-square-foot room in the desert or in the forest. And you're like, that's kind of genius. He doesn't need a lot. He's in the forest. He's got, you know, rivers to entertain him and stuff. Do you think we're going to see more odd product get lined up with mortgages? Like... If if we go privatization of banks, yes. Okay, because you have to have some sort of collateral. If a bank's going to give you X amount of dollars, they don't want a pod in the middle of the forest. But there, there's a trend going on there. Uh, personally, I wouldn't, unless I had some serious income to support any kind of losses that might come up, I would I would stay away from non-QM unless I was, a, like I said, a savvy investor and I, need, I needed it. It was my only option. You always want to start with the best and work yourself away from it. Worst case scenario. But you have to have an exit strategy. Most people who get these non-QMs, they don't get exit strategies, which is what's going to replace that crappy loan. Tony's great to loan. talk to because he rambles on. He likes talking real estate. You can take him to lunch, buy him a beer. He'll talk real estate, mortgages, investing, ideas with you. Cities like Reno versus cities like Stockton, great ideas. Homes you live in, homes you want to live in, you get the idea. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.